Hello, and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today's conversation is with Jerry Ball. Now, you may remember from last season, we interviewed Bob Ball, and Jerry is Bob's wife. After hearing Bob's story, I knew I had to meet her and get to know her, and I'm excited for you to learn her story as well. She claims to have this quiet persistence as her MO, but really, she is a roaring lion. And I think that that just comes out as you see her story mature. And she also is this fun mix of an introverted extrovert. And she's the daughter of a woman who prayed for 42 years for her. I just think you're going to love this story. And if you're moved by it, I encourage you to reach out to us here at the church that you can talk with Jerry, talk with me or anyone else here in our Grace Church family to learn more about what Jerry is going to share with us today. Hey, Jerry, welcome to Grace Unscripted. Hi there. Thanks for having me. So glad that you're here. So glad that I get to have this conversation with you not just between you and I, but between these microphones as well, so that mm. more people can hear your story. Mm-hmm. So um, for the audience, Bob Ball, Jerry's husband, <laughs> was interviewed on the last season of Unscripted. Yes. So after you listen to hers, please go back and listen to Bob's. But as soon as we finished that podcast, and I'd never met him or, or well, I come to know Jerry very well. Mm-hmm. But after his interview, I was like, I got to get to know your wife. <laughs> so we met for coffee. But it's been months since then. So I'm yeah. very excited to hear your story here today and even just how the Lord's continue to work in your yeah. life because I know that there's been some big movement from him. Yes, it's good yeah. stuff. And Bob is my better half, better two thirds, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. I think he said something similar about you. So you guys have a good thing going yeah, there. You're over 100% when you combine. We definitely are. Yes, we are a good team. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. So um, we're sitting here today at Grace and, you know, you, you're you where we are today, but I want to know where it started, where your mm. life started, your mm-hmm. family of origin. What's, did you grow up in Ohio? Yeah. Take me back to the beginning. So I, I was born and raised in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sister, one sister. She's eight years older than I am. Okay. Um, so felt like an only child for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, by the time she was into like dating and cars, I was into Barbies and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and baby dolls. Um, but I, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mom was a faithful prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually... Um, was a Sunday school teacher for a little while. You were? So I was. Wow. Um, you know, I, I say a big part of my story is just um, quiet persistence. Mm. Um, my mom prayed for me a ton. I found my identity in my high school sweetheart. So mm. it really started there. Um, it's interesting. One of my favorite stories since coming to know the Lord was um, the very first Bible study I'd, I'd ever gone to with Leanne Radel, okay. where she talked about identity. So she had um, she had us kind of throw out like things that we are, um, who we are. She said, write down who you are. And she drew this pathetic little boat. She's not an artist. <laughs> She's really great at a lot of other things. She's laughing with you right yes, now yes. and nodding. Yes. But she knows, because I've told this story to her many, many times, that how much it affected me. But um, you know, I wrote down that I was a mom and that I was Bob's wife and, um, I was a nurse and all of that. And she said, you know, if your identity is in these things, uh, one storm comes along and wipes it out. And then, you know, your whole identity is Mm -hmm. gone. And it was so impactful for me because I can see that also trend throughout my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so when I was in high school, I had uh, a boyfriend for five years, mm-hmm. and um, he was, I was his girlfriend. He was my mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. And um, when he decided that he no longer wanted to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with me after five years, um, I found myself in a very, very dark place. Yeah. And um, was actually suicidal, okay. um, looking for ways to end my life that wouldn't be 
very hurtful for my parents. Well, that know, does not right, exist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like maybe I could make this look like a car accident okay. or, you know, something like that. Um, and you're a young adult at this point? Young adult. Like I'm, graduated. I'm 19. Okay. Um, and I'm 20. And um, at that time was when I was a su- Sunday school teacher. Okay. So these two things are happening Two things are happening simultaneously. And... Um, the church I had gone to at that time, um, you know, they they split up their church kids from their bus kids, and the bus kids were the ones that you know had broken homes and not much to eat and on all of that, and they started um, feeding the church kids breakfast in between services, but hmm. not the bus kids. So bus kids would walk out smelling pancakes and bacon Oof. and say, you know, hey, is this, is that food for us or is it only for the church kids? So I was seeing how the church was not loving mm-hmm. the people who needed love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend has now left me mm-hmm. and my mom is telling me that I need Jesus mm-hmm. because she's seen that I had not really surrendered my life when she saw my reaction to that breakup. Okay. Um, and I remember saying to her, if God really loved me, he would just bring him back. Okay. So that's really... That's a sign of yeah. what you really tethered right. your life to. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so during that really dark time. <laughs> it was really, it was, I, I call it like my six months of rebellion. Mm. Um, my friend said, oh, you just need to find somebody else, you know, because mm. that's like the world that's view. The perfect thing to pour right. your energy into is another, right. another fa- flawed human. <laughs> yes. And I did. Um, mm. And along comes my daughter. Okay. And um, her father was a good guy Mm -hmm. that I totally used Mm. because I was so broken Mm. and um you know over my life that's been a huge regret of mine that I would treat someone in the way that I did Mm. um it was a band-aid I was still trying to fill this really hard place in my life that was so broken and I remember having that conversation with him and just saying I am so sorry because that was never my intention to hurt you you know, um, but that was a failed relationship. And now I think I'm going to get myself back together. And along comes husband number one. Okay. And, um, I knew him for six weeks. (laughs) We got married. Wow. He was in the military. Okay. And how old are you at this point? At that point, I am 23. And you have 24 daughter. I've got my daughter. Okay. I'm 24. And, um, we get married. He was in the military. So we just like my daughter and I moved to Jacksonville, North Carolina, the first time I'd ever moved outside of my, my parents' mm-hmm. home. And, um, uh, my mom's still saying, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for you. Um, quiet persistence, quiet persistence. And we, um, have my middle son. Mm-hmm. Well, that, relationship also then failed he Mm -hmm. found someone else that he wanted to share his life with and it didn't include us Mm. (laughs) so I moved back home and still like seeking that fulfillment Mm -hmm. in people it's what I knew and it's what I trusted um so this the the hurt that I saw in the church outside of my mother was also reflected in some of my family um, because I was getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Now I have two kids, two different fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, That didn't play well with Mm -hmm. some of those fundamental Baptist beliefs. So I was actually shunned for a period of three years. Right. You also were carrying a bucket full of pain. Bucket full of pain. And darkness. Yes. And to see past those surface things and yes. into your heart and your need was right. maybe a little a little too much for, yes. for some very important people around you. Right. Right. Mm. So um, I really, I truly did believe that I was still a better person without some of those things that I'd seen reflected mm. other than my mother. Mm. And do you, when you say that, do you mean mm. 
in relationship to the church, the church, and to God, uh, and God, you're um, better with than without some that. of my family. I just, I, I really felt like I loved people better, mm. even though I was definitely like seeking fulfillment mm-hmm. in things that are completely flawed. I mean, people are flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the midst of that, I'm, I'm hurting. Some of my family isn't around. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I meet husband number two. Okay. And we get married and have my youngest son. So now I have three kids, three different fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't want to go to church because when I drop my kids off at Sunday school, I have three different last names. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a nurse at Akron City Hospital during that time. And the mothers that come in with three kids by three different fathers, mm-hmm. three different baby daddies, as we call mm. it. I see the judgment. Yeah. I hear the conversations. And so I don't even tell most yeah. of the people that I work with that this is my life. So it's stuck in the dark still. Yep. So I kind of carried that shame around like it was a, like this was my identity now. Now it wasn't just in people. It was also all of these other things. And um, second husband and I were together for 12 years. Wow. 12 very, very long, dark years because he was emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, just it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, I did not want to get divorced again. Mm-hmm. And um, I will never forget calling my mom, knowing that this relationship is ending, like we've, we can't keep on this mm-hmm. ugly cycle. Um, calling my mom and just saying, I just need some advice. I need your help. Mm-hmm. And she sang to me, <laughs> which was, what did she, she sang? sang to me, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Wow. And I remember at the time feeling so angry because this in my mind was not tangible. Mm. This was not fix it today stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted fix it today. I mm-hmm. didn't want to um, lean on things that I just didn't believe in. And there was no evidence in your life to say, right. oh, just like that time when I was in high school right. and he really helped me. <laughs> there, right. there was nothing to lean yeah. on to tangibly. Yeah. So um, mm. my mom also was a very, very sick woman. She had rheumatoid arthritis and she had kidney failure and she had um, diabetes and the rheumatoid arthritis was very crippling. I don't know if you know much about that, but um, her hands were very deformed mm-hmm. and you know she was very, very sick, and lots and lots of pain. Mm. And um, she also had pulmonary fibrosis because rheumatoid actually attacks your organs. So she had all the scar tissue in her lungs. And she um, was admitted to the hospital with what they thought was pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And it was an exacerbation of this pulmonary fibrosis. And she ended up in ICU intubated for a couple weeks. And wow. the doctors really told us that we should just think about um, letting her go. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a hard time getting her intuba- um, extubated, not intubated. She was intubated. Um, and we were just, you know, kind of at our wits end and just asking them to just pull the tube and let's just see what happens. We as you and your sister? My sister, my dad. And they did. They pulled the tube. Mom woke up, and she said she was hungry. Oh, Mom. <laughs> we I need were, to meet your mom. And we she were just like, amazing. oh, my gosh. You know, so she survived that. And I now divorce husband number two. Mm. And um, <laughs> when Bob and I met, we met online. Again, this is still me fulfilling this need mm-hmm. in my life because I still have not surrendered my life to Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, We met on a (laughs) website called Plenty of Fish. Plenty Plenty of Fish. fish. Yes. And there's a Christian play on words there. I'm sure, but you know, in my day of meeting him 13 years ago. Not that kind of fish. I got it. Okay. I really (laughs) did not want a Bible reading churchgoer in my life. I didn't because I was still very much against this. Mm-hmm. Not an atheist. I need you to know that I've always believed that God existed. I just didn't believe that he loved me. Wow. 
Um, and I remember distinctly going to church with my mom to please her on the days where I felt like maybe I was clean enough, like I hadn't gone out to the bar. Mm. I didn't sleep with my boyfriend the night before. Mm-hmm. Like there was like real reasons why I felt like I could enter into the house of the Lord. Wow. That's really the perspective I had. And um, so when I met Bob, I really just, I wanted someone who believed in God because I was a little bit afraid, truly, of people who didn't believe in God at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, know, I know how bizarre that sounds, but I didn't want someone who was going to church mm-hmm. and all of that. So it was like very push specific. it into the daily fabric That's right. of That's your right. life. We don't even have to talk about God, if, yeah. if we're being honest. And um, he was okay with that. Um, so we're together. Mom has a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, she was without a heartbeat for 20 minutes. Wow. Um, the ambulance driver said that if her heart had not started beating by the time they got her in the doors of the hospital, they were going to call it, mm-hmm. which means she had passed away. And my mother's heart started beating in the parking lot of the hospital. What a little miracle. And um, she was a miracle in everyone's eyes. Like Mm -hmm. the doctors couldn't believe she survived, especially with the cognitive um, ability that she still had. She did have a lot of short-term memory loss, and there was definitely deficit there. Um, But she survived, Mm -hmm. and it was really cool. So... Um, at some point she survived that for five years, um, probably in that last two years, I started waking up with this horrible anxiety Mm. about my kids not being in church. Hmm. And I just, I didn't even know why I wanted that. Like I couldn't even understand at this point. Um, that would have been in, let's see. She passed away in 2016. So they were all teenagers. Okay. Um, in your home. In still, my home still. And going to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't know what to do with that. And so I was waking Bob up at like two o'clock in the morning. And I am like the most laid back person. Mm-hmm. There's not an anxious bone in my body. Like I don't get anxious about mm-hmm. things. And he would say, is there any way we could talk about this tomorrow? <laughs> oh, bless his <laughs> like, heart. No, no, we have to talk about it now. Um, and so we did, we did visit. He would entertain that. Um, we visited several churches and I'm like, no, this is, this is not it. This mm-hmm. is not it. Um, then I get this text message from Regina Amen. She's also a big part of my story. Mm. Um, saying, hey, would you like to come to the service, the Christmas service at Grace? How did you know Regina? Uh, Bob grew up with her husband's family. So he had known them since he was a little boy. Mm -hmm. And we'd had them over multiple times. Like we were friends. We Mm -hmm. would have them over for different like get-togethers or Christmas parties or whatever. So we knew each other. And she would tell the story that she just sent this on a whim, not even thinking I would respond. Little did she know that I was seeking something, Mm. right? So I was the first one to respond. Yes, we will be there. And um, she said she was completely shocked. Um, Talking to her now, when I started feeling anxious about coming to church was Mm -hmm. when she started praying for Bob and I to come to the Lord. Oh, my gosh. Um, She's been very intentional about praying for Um, some of her own family members and their friends with Bob. And she believes in her heart that if more people come to know the Lord that are surrounding those people, Mm -hmm. that they would also see Mm -hmm. how good Jesus is. And so she started praying at at that part kind of just is incredible. That is that only God can do. Right, right. Again, I'm not an anxious person. (laughs) And um, so we come to grace at that Christmas service in 2015. And when I walked in the door, I was like, I'm home. Mm. I'm, I'm absolutely home. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we leave the service. And I, I asked Bob, I said, well, what do you think? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, well, I, I, I do believe that that Pastor Jeff, I believe he believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You can see it. He believes what he's saying. And I'm like, yeah, 
well, I've just, I've made my decision. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, what's that? And I said, if you want to see me on Saturday nights, this is where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, babe, we pass up the Barberton campus mm-hmm. and the Norton campus that are much closer to us. Yeah. And I said, does I, I, you can go to those, <laughs> but I'm going to be here. Wow. And, um, so interestingly enough, still unsure of what this path even looks like, um, we come to the very first service of the new year, 2016, mm-hmm. and Jeff asked everyone to do a 21-day fast. He just put it out there, a 21-day fast. Um, and at the time, the only fasting I'd ever heard of was fasting food. And I thought, are people fasting food for 21 days? This is nuts. Oh, okay. And then he just he explains it. And... Um, I can't explain it, but I'm all in. I'm all in for whatever the pastor says. Okay. This is where I'm at. I, I know that this is right, and I don't even can't even really put words to it. Mm-hmm. And so I decide that I'm going to do this fasting, but I'm terrified because I'm in this relationship with Bob. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I said I didn't want someone who was going to church, and now I'm changing the rules. Mm-hmm. I'm changing the rules not only for myself, but I'm changing the rules on our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the rules that I set for myself. Yes. Yeah. And um, so Sunday night, we're supposed to start this fast on Monday morning. And Sunday night, I'm like, I've got to tell him because I'm going fast to fast from Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Facebook was a way that him and I communicated a lot, mm-hmm. you know, sending each other messages on Messenger or just whatever. And so I come into the room, I like muster up courage to do this because I love him. And up until this point, he's been my new identity. Mm. And so I tell him that I'm planning on doing this 21 day fast. And (laughs) his eyes fill up with tears and he says he is too. Wow. (laughs) Another thing. I mean, it was just... um, I can't tell you what that meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I um, go into my room that evening um, to do my my fasting. I'm fasting from Facebook in the evening, and I go into the bedroom, and I'm like, all right, God, I mean, if you're there, I need to hear from you. You're making space for it now. Yeah. Um, and I, I said out loud, I feel like every prayer I've ever prayed has gone to the ceiling and come right back down. Mm. <clears throat> so I had downloaded the Bible app and I found, um, this devotion that was about new to faith or coming mm-hmm. back to Jesus. I, I don't know why the Bible app didn't save that one, but it's not there. All mm-hmm. the other devotions I've ever done are there, but that one is just not there. Wow. Um, but I don't, I can't even tell you what the devotion was about, but at the bottom, there was this like guided prayer mm-hmm. and it was just an audio. So I, I turn it on and it says, if you believe that your prayers are going to the ceiling and coming back no down, way. I'm here to tell you that Jesus hears you. And I just lose it. Thank I'm you like, Lord. Oh my gosh. those are words straight from the mouth yes. of Jesus yeah. to me. And he hears you. Yes. And he responds. Yes. And you were saying it wasn't tangible. It wasn't, it was this fake thing. Why would I find right. my identity in anything that I can't see, touch, taste, experience? Right. And then he gives you that gift. Yes. Yes. And I can't even tell you all of the moments over those next few weeks that happened to both Bob and I mm-hmm. um, that you could just, uh, Regina has referred to that as like a wooing. Like the Lord is drawing you into relationship and he's um, showing up in such a mighty way that there isn't a way to deny him. Now, it is like Paul on the road to Damascus when he sees God, there isn't a way to deny it now. Mm -hmm. And now to walk back away from that, it would be like walking away from anything else that would be tangible in reality right Mm -hmm. in my world right now. I, I, I couldn't foresee it. He pursued you. He pursued me. He did. So, um, I mean, a lot of things had been stripped away from me at that time. Even I wasn't a nurse anymore. 
again, my identity was mm-hmm. I was a, hus- a wife to, not a husband. <laughs> I was a wife. I was a mom. I was a nurse. And um, my nursing career was gone because LPNs were, they were getting rid of LPNs in the, mm-hmm. in the hospitals. And Regina says, um, I have this job that I'm working at at Christian Healthcare Ministries. I don't know if you want to come here or not, but you know, you should apply. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what it was. Um, God has absolutely blessed my journey there. Um, I've been promoted to a supervisor and leading people, which I never dreamed I would ever lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I'm in such a different place now. I love that song, Look Where I'm Standing Now, because mm-hmm. it just looks so different from anything I could have imagined for yeah. myself. Um, and I have, I just came across this um, note card in my Bible, and I'm pretty sure Jeff had asked us to write down mm-hmm. like our God dream yes. and things that we needed to get rid of or give up or mm-hmm. the count the cost. Yes. And so I had prayed, I just came across this this past weekend, so it's perfect. It's fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Um, where I had prayed for God to bring women into my life who needed to be loved on and see Jesus in a real tangible way in the way that I needed to see Jesus in a real and tangible way. That was like in February or March of this past mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, on the back, I had written that I needed to give up some of my comforts. Mm. And I said, I, I, I said before we started recording that I'm an um, extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So I really love my time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know God wants to use me for so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt completely called to go to the women's retreat in March. Mm-hmm. Don't even know why again, because I'd never been on a retreat. Didn't exactly know what to expect. And you love being at home. And I love my Not pajamas. sleeping on a bunk I bed have in the wilderness. I have more pajamas than I have regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Bob can attest to that. Um, and then they asked me to be a room host. And I didn't know what that entailed. But to greet people and love on people, I can do that. Um, so my daughter was supposed to go to that retreat, but she wasn't mm-hmm. able to for some work obligations. And... The women that God put in that room, well, they were absolutely handpicked. Mm. Handpicked. Um, another woman in the room has a couple baby daddies. Mm. I've got three baby daddies. And what? Who else can you relate to or op- talk openly? Right. And you know, I couldn't understand that the way that somebody like right. that could, and knowing the deep conversations that were intended for those spaces. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Mutually, right? Mutually for both of you. Yes. Yes. I mean, I know that she has said that she needed me, but I totally needed her. Mm -hmm. I totally needed her. Um, And this group has developed such an incredible friendship um, with one another. We have, we're doing a book study right now called um, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table and learning what it looks like to um, make sure that your table, that the father prepared for you is for you and him and um, not allowing the enemy to come in and whisper lies to you, which he is so crafty at. Absolutely. Um, it sounds like a couple decades of your life were absolutely. gripped by that. Yes. And you need yes. to squash that real fast. Right. For the next decades of your life. <laughs> right. Right. And we've, we did the grace race. Um, we actually went on another weekend together. You ran the, gra- or like, you did the grace race? We did. Oh, my gosh. We did. Our pursue, our pursue group. Let's rewind we, a moment because yes. you said your room and then you started saying your group. What's up with that? The because this divinely thing. appointed yes. group of strangers, I'm guessing. Yes. yes. Group of strangers in a room with bunk beds mm-hmm. for two nights. Mm-hmm. And that was months yeah. and months ago. That was six months ago. Explain more about what that means. And you said pursue group. like Yes. Yes. So um, it was the pursue retreat. And... Um, the retreat leaders had asked that any of the room hosts that wanted to lead a group um, for six to eight weeks beyond the retreat, um, they would love for that to take place just to help build community. Um, and I signed up to do that because I saw how God showed up 
at the retreat itself. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to have my hands open to be ready to mm-hmm. give and receive whatever the Lord has for me. Mm-hmm. I want a predetermined yes. That's mm-hmm. my my goal. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to enter into that. And um, I just told the women, I said, look, it is no pressure whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lead a group for 68 weeks after this retreat, but you are not obligated to participate in my group. Mm-hmm. If this isn't something you're interested in, I don't want you to feel pressured, but I do want you to know that I'm going to do that. Yeah. And they were all in immediate, I'm in. And they all signed up to be part of my group. And so <laughs> we met every other week at Panera and prayed through and talked through things. I met with them um, on an individual basis mm-hmm. to get to know them a little bit better outside of just a group setting. Um, and that was wonderful because we were able to tell our stories mm-hmm. kind of more personally and privately. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the six to eight week mark came around, I said, okay, guys, it's like, this is like obligation checked obligation. off. Yeah. We're, if you guys, I will go on. Yeah. For anyone who wants to go mm-hmm. on, but if you don't want to, no pressure. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, "We're not stopping, are we?" <laughs> like, I'm all in. I'm all in because you're not only just a group of people yeah. that I'm leading. We are friends, and um, I want to grow old with these ladies. Yeah. I'm well, like, the theme I, of pursue yes. was so multifaceted. Mm-hmm. If you want to even share about that, because. God is pursuing us. He very clearly right. pursued you. We already right. even touched on that. Right. And we're to pursue him. Right. Right. With all of our yep. hearts and our souls and our minds. Yes. But we're also to pursue one another and mm-hmm. let the others pursue us. Right. And that is the completion of that whole picture. Yes. Our hula hoops. Yes. <laughs> yes our hula hoops. And it's, it's so true because we are in contact, this group of ladies, we are in contact with each other every day. Every day we're sharing scripture. Wow. Every day we're sending prayer requests or praise reports to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there really hasn't been a day in the last six months um, that we haven't touched base. Wow. In some what a gift. way, shape, or form. And... They are pursuing Jesus. I see that they're pursuing Jesus in ways that maybe they weren't before. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that looked like for them before, but I know that they're pursuing Jesus now. Mm -hmm. And I am pursuing him and seeing him show up. I mean, now I've been a a believer since 2015 and 2016, and he's showing up in so many new ways right now in Mm -hmm. my life and through this group of women. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um, so fast forward. Now we are um, starting a ministry called our Meal Makers Ministry, and they have all come with a predetermined yes. And you know, Bob uses the term relational currency that mm-hmm. I just think there's so much value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friendship. We aren't just acquaintances. Right. We are sisters. Yeah. It is not like we were assigned to a room and we were told to meet for six to eight weeks. Like that maybe is how it started. Right. However, it was also prayed over mm-hmm. by the interworkings of this church body. Yes. And I'm also thinking about your mom. Yes. And how much she prayed for yes. you and now the impact that you're having mm-hmm. that. I mean, I don't even know. I, I wanted to actually go back to your mom. How much mm. of this journey, if any mm. of it, did she get to witness? So my mom <laughs> was spared long enough to come from to come to my baptism. You're wow. <laughs> she passed away in 2016. Wow. I got baptized in 2016. And there was a couple times that, for lack of better words, she should have died. She should have died. And she was here. She was here. She died um, Christmas of 2016, December 28th. And um, I remember Chris Amon coming into her hospital room and said, um, wow, you got to see your daughter come to know Jesus. Mm. And my mom, who 
was awake but intubated, Mm -hmm. raising her hands up to the Lord and tears streaming down her face in praise and worship of who he is, and she's on her deathbed. And she's singing even though she couldn't sing. That's right. (laughs) She's still... That's right. She is turning her eyes toward Jesus in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah, and during, during that time of her being in the hospital was also when... Um, you know, I was still a baby believer mm-hmm. um, when I had really witnessed um, the Bible actually being alive and how God speaks to you. Mm. Um, she had a moment with the Lord the day that she went to the emergency room where he, I believe, showed her heaven. Um, and she knew that she was passing away. And mm-hmm. she said specifically, I just don't want you to be sad because mm-hmm. I'm going to be with mm-hmm. Jesus. And now I am in praise of that too. Mm-hmm. Like had she said that to me a year prior. It would have actually it, been a detriment it for been your a spirit detriment. that yes. was in that dark place. Right. And it would have repelled because Satan had a grip and he would have repelled that. Right. But you were able to receive yes. it and receive peace. Right. Which is what God was giving you then. Yes. But seven days later, she still hadn't passed away. Mm, that's hard to watch. And um, she started pointing on this board that she was afraid and hospice. She was pointing mm. these wor- a word board because she was intubated. And I came home that night angry and not wanting to revert back to my angry, dark days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I opened up my Bible mm. and I'm like, all right, God, I need you to show me something. Well, I did that in a very angry, like flippantly way, mm-hmm. right? And, of course, words didn't jump out because I also wasn't actually looking. So I shut the Bible, and I kind of threw it, Mm. and I went to bed. And the next morning, um, 2 Corinthians 4.17 was the scripture, which is, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us a glory that far outweighs them. Mm. And I had understanding that the only way I can describe it is it was washed over me. Like, suddenly I got all of it. Mm -hmm. She had a hard life. There was Mm -hmm. some infidelity in the marriage. Um, She was sick a ton. Um, She'd lost her dad when she was 18, and she still was this faithful believer. And I had this, like, vision, and I I don't mean, like, something just appeared in front of my Mm -hmm. face, but just this idea that if she gets to heaven... And Jesus asks her, would you do that all over again? Mm. Look at your life, all the hard things. Would Mm -hmm. you do that all over again? I could see my mother saying yes and 10 times worse than that Mm -hmm. for this. Mm -hmm. A glory that far outweighs it. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Can you say that scripture again? Take it it nice and slow and just give it to me. Yeah. (sighs) 2 Corinthians 4.17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us a glory that far outweighs them. And that's heaven. It's heaven. Yeah. It's heaven. And it just tied into the message that Jeff had given where he had this giant rope and just like the first foot of it was taped off Mm -hmm. with red tape. And he says, you know, Mm -hmm. we are... Um, spiritual beings having a human human experience, mm-hmm. and this is like our human mm-hmm. life right here. This is what we're experiencing: this red tape part, light and momentary. But our life is so much more than that, mm-hmm. and it just it just rang so true. And so, I rushed into her room, and I said, "Mom, you're not going to believe what the Lord shared with me today." And it was just this in my mind. It was a confirmation that everything I'd experienced from January of 2016 to December of mm-hmm. 2016 was all reality, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was angry thinking he had abandoned me again. Mm. And I share this with her. And again, tears just streamed on her face. And you can see that she is at peace no matter what. Yeah. Um, and the Lord just worked so many different things. Even during that time, I, I remember praying the hardest prayer I'd ever prayed. And it was like, God, just take her peacefully. Mm-hmm. And... The very next morning, she was um, sedated because she was kind of fighting the tube a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then she passed away Mm -hmm. peacefully, just like I'd asked. Mm. (laughs) So God's doing amazing things. Yeah, I can. And he's still doing amazing. I mean, it's I am just in awe of who he is. And you said, I'm not remembering the words, mobile meal mama's ministry. Meal meal (laughs) maker's ministry. Meal maker's ministry. Yes. Okay, so... 
we're going to jump back forward yeah. to where you were. Yeah. And you're you're now tangibly hands and feeding with these ladies yes. as well. Yes. And talk more about that. Yeah. So um, I just, I they knew that this is kind of the direction we've been going. Um, um, Sarah Yiko has asked us to kind of step in with the um, Akron Youth Mentorship Program. They have um, Monday nights, they have a mentoring, Bible study, tutoring um session with elementary school kids Mm -hmm. from the Akron area. It used to be South Akron. Now they've expanded. So, um, and then Wednesdays is middle school and the high school group is Thursdays and they provide meals for all three of these groups every single week. I'm imagining those kids can eat as well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, um, the ladies knew that this is where we were headed. In fact, we went to their back to school bash so that Mm. we could meet some of the leaders and see some of the kids Mm -hmm. and, and get some connections and have our real first serving opportunity. Um, and they all loved it. One of the women in the group is a teacher. And so she just, she loves kids. You can see it. It's like a natural mm-hmm. gift for her. Um, but last night we prepared our first meal for the elementary school kids. Wow. So I signed us up and then sort of just laid out the plan. And I said, okay, here's what it is. We're going on the 18th. I know it's last minute because I signed us up like on Wednesday of last mm-hmm. week. <laughs> I know this is last minute, so if nobody can show up, I'll be there. But if you guys are in with me, here's what we need. And they got that predetermined yes. They showed up. All over again. They showed up, and we served 30 kids, 25 or 30 kids Mm -hmm. yesterday, elementary school kids, um, along with the leaders of Akron Youth Mentorship. And we were all incredibly blessed by that. Mm-hmm. And um, I have signed us up for almost every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell the group that they were not committed mm-hmm. to every Monday. Um, but we are, I love the theme of Pursue Retreat, mm-hmm. um, but we've moved. We're not just following, we are actively pursuing mm-hmm. Jesus. And um, it was super important for me to not leave the ladies where they were at the retreat because it's easy to lose momentum. Mm-hmm. You can kind of be on a, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, Jesus high, mm-hmm. right? Sure, especially Good. with a retreat like that. Yes. And it's a power punch for a weekend and you got to right. go back to the grind on Monday. Right. Monday comes and yeah. life happens. And so it was really important for me to get plugged in and connected with them as soon as we could after Mm -hmm. the retreat Um, because I want them to all see Jesus in the way that I see him Mm -hmm. and I want them to see how he's working in their lives and I'm just incredibly blessed to be able to witness that Mm -hmm. and just to be a small part that God would use me this very broken person (laughs) Um, three kids three different fathers seeking fulfillment in people that he would see fit to use me in any way Mm -hmm. is humbling all by itself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that if my mom could see me, Mm. she would be so proud. Mm. And I imagine you're taking her gift of prayer and praying that over your own children the way she prayed for you. Yes. I have pictures of my mom praying with my kids when they were little um, she took them to church. I took them to church too, but you know, just like only when I saw that I was fitted well mm-hmm. enough for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I have a picture on my refrigerator of my mom praying with my middle son, um, when he was two mm. and he has just accepted the Lord himself. Oh my gosh. So her prayers Amen. are still being answered, yes. even though she passed away in 2016. Yes. God is still answering her prayers. And she's rejoicing. It's incredible. Absolutely. She's angels. You know, that's yes. just, that's, a, through. you know, and even with you and the way that that's cultivated into your, mm-hmm. the fabric of your life now and your, the legacy that you get yes. to carry on. And then your children will tell stories and these women who are in your group will tell stories and the ripples that are created here Mm -hmm. are just building the kingdom up for the Lord, for his glory. Yes. For his glory, not for Jerry, not so that you can have another, you know, ribbon or even gem on your crown, but you know, that you're able, and I'm at the very beginning, you, you said the 
the what was it quiet quiet persistence, persistence. girl that's no longer your phrase <laughs> you were roaring like a lion yeah. and it is clear I mean yeah. you can see it in your face yeah. and just that joy and excitement mm. that you're you're bringing like it is mm-hmm. contagious in yeah. all the right ways oh good right? good <laughs> yeah. yeah I do uh, I am on fire mm. there's definitely um yeah it's just I, God has shown up in so many mm-hmm. magnificent ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my story. I, I've actually said that this little pursue group, um, this is not my story. This is his story, and it's history. Mm. God is doing so many great things in each one of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um that I see them being the next room hosts. I'm just saying. You mean at next year's <laughs> women's retreat? Listen, everyone needs to go to the women's <laughs> retreat. All the women need to be there. Coming soon. Uh, Hopefully an announcement. I'm, I'm not sure. We don't have anything to share with you today, dear listeners. We wish that we yes, did. But yes, stay tuned. But, and as it as yeah. it comes available, definitely yeah. think. And just like pray now. If mm. you're even listening to this and you're not mm. sure... Just like pray now, not just for yourself, but for anybody in your reach, Mm. within your sphere of influence. We all have influence, Mm -hmm. right? We talk about that a lot. Who needs that break? Who needs that quiet? Who needs that that shake? Who needs Mm. that roar? Whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. that is something that I remember experiencing, how unique that weekend was for each and every woman who experienced it. (laughs) Some of them were karaoke and dancing by the end of the night. (laughs) Some of them were on their knees and crying Mm -hmm. by the end of the night. Mm -hmm. But that's like the Lord met them each so uniquely. And I'm so glad to hear that that has not stopped for that group of yours. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone has questions... Mm. Or if anyone wants to get connected with other people who mm-hmm. might go to the retreat, mm-hmm. um, I am a huge cheerleader just because I, I needed that time. Um, and I got to tell you, what these leaders mm-hmm. did to create space for us at the retreat, the prayer room, mm-hmm. um, the worship was absolutely incredible, and it was much needed in my life. And mm. I didn't, again, I didn't go with any expectations. Mm-hmm. I'd never been on a retreat with other women mm-hmm. before. Um, so, you know, I certainly didn't have, like, all of this experience behind sure. me. And um, I knew two people in my room, one not super well, mm-hmm. one, Erin um, Crowley, I know her very well, but the rest of the women in the group I had never met before. And so... Um, yeah, and even if you don't know anybody, go scared. Go scared because mm-hmm. there's so much good outcome from mm-hmm. that. Um, one of the women in our group wasn't in our room, but was looking for community mm-hmm. and joined um, our pursuit group after mm-hmm. the retreat. Okay. She'd gone to the retreat, but um, just hadn't made mm-hmm. any great connections there. Mm-hmm. And, but God designed this. We yes. had a group, yeah. right? Absolutely. There was a group afterwards that even if she wasn't part of that in the room, mm-hmm. um, she was able to get connected. And now I don't, I can't imagine our group without her. He will make a way. Absolutely. He will make a way. Yeah. Well, Jerry, if you're okay with it, we, I'd love to share maybe some contact information yeah. to the church that we can get in touch, somebody in touch with you. Should Absolutely. anybody have questions, myself as well, I was certainly um, there and experienced, you know, wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Either one of us, you can reach out to, um, but attend the Women's Worship Nights. Re- reach out if you have any questions and definitely... Um, receive Mm. right we talked about that sometimes it's hard to receive Mm -hmm. like that pursuit is coming in this form of women like jerry it's coming in the form of quiet words in the middle of the night that awaken you Mm -hmm. and it is real yes and it is from your heavenly father Mm -hmm. because he loves you uniquely yes and he will not stop so just receive it come um, you know, reach out in any way because I know I want what Jerry has. <laughs> I'm like watching this before my eyes and like, yeah, yeah. that is the good He's stuff so in good. life. God is so good. That's amazing. Yes. So if you wanted to leave just like a final message for our listeners, mm. what would be the thing that you'd want to just make sure that people walk away with from your story and your experience and what mm. you see for your future too? Yeah. 
Uh, wow. I mean, um, I, I, I do say quiet persistence, knowing that my mother prayed for me for 42 years. It's just a long time. And it's a long time to watch your daughter make all Mm -hmm. these decisions that she knew I was Mm going to come to regret. And she knew Mm -hmm. the pain that was going to come with a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So she watched me, but she also knew that the only one who can actually Mm -hmm. make real heart change is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it is what gives me great peace about my kids and people that I'm praying for mm-hmm. um, and patience mm-hmm. because I know it's in God's timing. Mm-hmm. I know that my story happened when it happened mm-hmm. because he'll be glorified glorified in it. And I know that there was a time in my life that I felt like my story wasn't impactful. Mm. I felt like, you know, I hadn't been rescued from addiction and homelessness and some of the stories oh, that I hear. Okay. Um, but I've come to realize that my story is hugely impactful because I think I have come across a lot of women in my life that are in their forties thinking there's no hope for them now because Mm -hmm. they're so set in their ways. Mm -hmm. And I am living proof that God can change and do Mm -hmm. no matter what your age. Come on. So (laughs) no matter what your age, what your story, what you're even walking in right now, um, so quiet persistence is, mm-hmm. is it's important to be patient and wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that you were wonderfully knit in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not in a place to believe that right now, mm. I would want anyone who's listening to really let that sink in and just think on it and dwell on it for a minute because mm-hmm. your identity is not wrapped up in flawed humans. We are yeah. all flawed. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. So if you're seeking identity in people or your career or all of those things are going to let you down, but the Lord never does. Mm -hmm. He never lets you down. He is constantly pursuing and loving you. And we just need to seek him first. Yes. Hmm. Wow, Jerry. Well, this has been wonderful for my heart, and I'm sure that our listeners feel that way as well. So again, I really, really want to encourage you, if there's something that you're curious about, concerned about, confused about, feeling drawn toward, Mm. she's a wonderful person to connect Mm. to, or, you know, reach out to the church here and, and we can get you connected to somebody. But we, there's no time like today. So just make, make a move, a little move, receive pursuit, offer pursuit, and see what the Lord will do with that, just like it did in Jerry's life. Yes. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm.